0: Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bull, and myself discuss sanctification.
1: Welcome to Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I have with me today... Pastor Jason Goodham.
0: And Pastor Brian Rickey.
1: All right. Awesome. We're back at it again, and uh, we're still talking about the Ten Commandments. Will we ever finish the Ten Commandments? This is it. And then we'll never talk about it. We'll never talk
2: again. about it again. They have no application right. for us afterwards, which is why we're <laughs> ending the session on the Ten Commandments, talking about the Ten Commandments in the Christian life, yeah. how the Ten Commandments relate to the new man to the redeemed man, to mm-hmm. our Christian vocations. All right, 30 all seconds. Right. Vocation. Uh, we, were, we were a little tardy last time. Yeah, I wanted to get that, that in there. I know, and I
0: had to bring it up. Yeah. What's up
2: with that? So I, was, was I was off my game last it was week. A cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be talking about all that. The, the basis of most of what we're going to be discussing is off of my presentation mm-hmm. at the Faith Lutheran Church Reformation Conference that I did a few mm. weeks ago, cool. uh, which, by the way, will be at some point in time. Uh, putting those uh, presentations up on the podcast feed. Oh, nice. I'm kind of saving them in our back pocket for if we run into a time when we can't record on a regular basis, um, but we'll be getting those audios up. For those who want to listen to them now, they're on the uh, church website, faithlutheran-aflc.org. Uh, but my presentation on that, um, the whole conference was on justification Uh, my presentation was on justification and sanctification. And um, uh, on top of the presentation, I've also been asked by a friend if we can comment on um, the... Luther and the DH? Yeah, not that one. uh... That's next week. Uh, (laughs) No, I've been asked by a friend to comment on uh, how we as Christians, do we uh, contribute, do we cooperate is the word I'm looking for? Do we cooperate with God in sanctification? Uh, there's a lot of language about that, so I wanted to clarify. it. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be talking about today, looking at the law for the Christian. Yeah. And also tune in
0: next episode because we do take questions.
2: Yeah. And we, some of
0: them are rather funny. We're mm-hmm. gonna
2: we're gonna do for episode fifty. We're gonna throw away the whole episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and uh, I got a Facebook thread going right now for people asking questions, and we'll just have some fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah.
1: And, you know, Lutherans, getting into this here, you know, this whole podcast, Being Lutheran, and I don't know if I saw a t-shirt somewhere that said something to the effect of, Lutherans, we don't do sanctification, or, or we don't talk about uh, it. Or, weak on sanctification. We, weak on sanctification, that's one, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking about. And I hate that church yeah, so much. Yeah, me too, because we do, we do, we do sanctification.
2: Yeah, we do sanctification. It's we have a... More accurate definition of what sanctification is. I
0: think it's also wise to say the caveat that obviously different denominations approach this differently. Mm-hmm. But um, us coming from an AFLC perspective, yeah. uh, we do believe that we are following how Luther laid out what sanctification is, and so I just, for clarity's sake, I just want to to say that that this is definitely coming from an AFLC perspective, but it is also coming from a true Lutheran perspective as well.
2: Well, in in measuring this from Luther's own definition, uh, in the third article of the Creed in the Large Catechism, where he says, to sanctify is nothing more than to return to Christ to receive the forgiveness of sins that's yeah. a that's a paraphrase but but what I did in the presentation in which people have heard our will here is i i developed three visual models for sanctification that help illustrate what's going on with the current trends in sanctification first model i used was the inverted model which places sanctification above justification and where we measure our justification by our sanctification. And so we're constantly looking internally, looking at our good works, often confusing our good works as the source or the proof of our justification. And, and that one, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time developing. I think there's sufficient enough evidence out there that that's not what sanctification is. Mm-hmm. If you're confusing justification with sanctification, it's really interesting. John Piper just came out with a tweet uh, yesterday or the other day before that says, we have to help Jesus by killing our sin. Hmm. Uh, and that was tragic, you know. So many people following and appreciating the Desiring God Ministries. That's what confusing justification with sanctification looks like. Mm-hmm. Is uh, um, you know validating what Jesus has done by our response to what Jesus has done, and, and that's toxic. It, it's poisonous, and it will kill your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, second model of sanctification is what I call the inclined plane model. It's moving up a, a slope. Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Climbing Jacob's Ladder. And and I think most people, if they're confused about justification and sanctification, most people would use that model because we kind of have this built-in definition that sanctification is getting better at not sinning. So that justification is for conversion. Justification, the, the preaching of justification is for the unbeliever. In the preaching of sanctification, this moral improvement is what Christians get in churches. So, uh, you think if you were to enter a random Christian church, uh, are you more likely to hear about Jesus' uh, blood uh, cleansing us from our sins, or are you more likely to hear six ways to improve your marriage or to invest your money biblically or to raise your children? Are you more likely to hear good advice?
0: You know, and it's not like God doesn't transform us because we are being transformed mm-hmm. uh, from one degree of glory to another. And so there is spiritual growth, there is spiritual maturity that happens, but the focus is on whether it's Christ or us. And if it's always Christ-centered, if we're always abiding in Christ, always resting and trusting in the completed work of Christ, going back to the cross, as you said before, then that's that proper definition of biblical sanctification, mm-hmm. because it's all about
2: Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you touched on a word that I want to really have Christians start using. Uh, we talk about progress mm-hmm. in sanctification. We talk about increased holiness. But really, it's a matter of maturity mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Uh, that's a better way to understand it. So the third visual model that I used was the cycle. And I know you prefer, I actually talked about you in yeah. the presentation, you prefer abiding sanctification, yeah. but just for the purposes of visualizing, it's a cycle. Yeah. Uh, and what it looks like is that we are given the law mm-hmm. to show us to go out and how we live. Yep. As we go out and love our neighbor, as we go out and obey the law, we're also going to be failing at obeying the law. So, the law is showing us how to live. The law is simultaneously accusing us of failing to live in the way God has prescribed. Mm -hmm. At that point is where you have the shift in emphasis. For the Christian under the inclined plane model, you're going to be called a backslider and you're going to be encouraged to do more, try harder, and be better. Mm -hmm. For the Christian under the cyclical model of sanctification, what is necessary when the law accuses us of not being Christian is repentance. Mm -hmm. And that's returning to the cross where we receive forgiveness.
0: And and a lot of times you'll hear um, Luther say, returning to the faith of your baptism, and that's the proper use of the faith of your baptism. Mm -hmm. That's really what he means, is by returning to the foot of the cross, that message of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, Not that it's about re, re... being re-justified, but that we are continually acknowledging our dependency Mm -hmm. upon Christ. And that's why I like abiding, because that picture in John 15, where...
1: Remain. Yeah, you know, remain
0: abiding, and it's a present active indicative, indicative and and there's a part of that, and there's a part of us resisting that, of course, that that you're going to probably talk about in a moment, but what I love about that is it paints this organic picture of God being the one that produces fruit in our life. Mm-hmm. It's not us. The branch doesn't grunt to push out more fruit. Yep. It rests
1: That's a funny picture though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it really <yeah>. is. <laughs> well,
0: but it's true. And and in Christ used those types of analogies as far as a tree is known by its fruit. Trees don't grunt to push out fruit. It is a naturally occurring process based upon God's design. Mm-hmm. Yep. And
2: with that then the third leg of the cycle. Ooh. So it's go out and live Law, fail at living the law. Repent, which repentance in in Luther's economy is always contrition and faith. Mm-hmm. Sorrow over sin, and in the faith, is coming to God to receive forgiveness. That's that that's uh, the baptism life. Luther mm-hmm. always associated repentance with baptism. Yep. yep. And then the third leg is under certainty of the forgiveness of sin, under assurance of salvation. Then we go back to the law to inform us how to live, and that cycle repeats itself. Now, where Luther is clear on in the third article of the creed uh, is that re- sanctification being made more holy happens as we repent. Not as we get better at not sinning, not mm-hmm. as we improve, it happens as we repent, mm-hmm. that we are are made to be like God intends us to be as mm-hmm. we are relying on Him for grace and mercy. It's counter
1: counterintuitive to what we would assume would be the way that it works.
0: I think we always, as sinners and I guess we're saved by grace, we kind of want to inject ourselves into it. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that we always, in some way, shape, or form, whether we consciously acknowledge it or not, we think we have something that we bring to the table in this process, and we really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't at all. So, returning to the question, how would you answer uh, our, our listener's question, do we cooperate in sanctification? Yes and no. We cooperate with
2: God as we live our lives informed by the law. I mean, as new men... You know the on the new creature uh we have the choice to obey God, you know we, we still have the sinful nature with us, so I'm not diving into an argument about original sin. I'm not diving in argument about carrying this you know simul justice epicter. that's not what I'm talking about from the new nature's perspective, we can choose to love our neighbor you know, I can choose in the morning to be grumpy at my kids or to love them <laughs> you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh as far as the bearing fruit comes, that's God's work on us. Yeah. And, and you know it's Colossians two six or three six yeah. says, <clears throat> as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him." Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Christian life, yeah, the Christian life is mm-hmm. a life lived by faith, absolutely. Now we still have this quorum mundo, this before the world aspect mm-hmm. of our faith. That's where we are working. That's where we are training. That's where we're disciplining. That's where we're, uh, you know, buffeting our bodies, as Paul says. the The training aspect goes in loving our neighbor, you know, in 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 you know, killing and resisting temptation those sorts of things when we successfully do it we rejoice that you know god has given us the strength to do it but it's not
0: to our credit for eternity but when we do those things, we're doing it out of faith in the completed work of Christ Absolutely. because that's what makes it then acceptable to God. Yeah. And so we're always oriented in Christ. We're always plugged into abiding and resting in that completed mm-hmm. work of Christ. Mm-hmm. And and we also would recognize again, and I'll pull the simul
2: justus et picador into this again, that even when we, for the wrong motivation... Or for for nefarious purposes, just do something out of obligation. God in our vocations is still hiding Himself in us to provide for our neighbor. You know, and and I think you did well, Brian, to highlight we're addicted to ourselves. We mm-hmm. we want a merit badge. We want a gold star. We want a ribbon. We want a trophy. We want you know the the thing that Christians are always chasing after is that well done, good and faithful servant. I mean, I think I've heard that more in non-Lutheran churches than almost any other phrase from the Bible, is we want to chase after that participation trophy, that cooperation trophy. Uh, We don't get that credit, but it doesn't excuse us from doing anything, which is why I hate that week on sanctification. Yeah, right. You know, it's uh, sanctification is God's role in our lives, but that mm-hmm. doesn't is not to deny that it doesn't exist or that we have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. There are verses, there are entire passages, especially in the New Testament, yeah. that are laws that have specifically been given to Christians. Right. You know, Romans 12, 9 through 21 Christians are on the focus. Love what is genuine, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. And Mm -hmm. and so we have responsibilities to train ourselves. We have, we are held accountable for loving our neighbor, but God in his grace and mercy is carrying us through that at the same time.
1: And I think I've heard some Lutherans say something along the lines of sanctification is returning back to your justification,
2: or or I might be getting that Quote, well, san- wrong, sanctification but... is returning back to your justification. That's all right. Uh, sure. it's uh, just where not... I've gone, sanctification is learning to live in your justification. Yeah, uh, right. That might be a better way to state it. But but really what we're doing in cyclical mm-hmm. sanctification is, is simply acknowledging the continual need for the application of the gospel in the lives of believers. And that's where probably more than anywhere else American Christianity gets it wrong, mm-hmm. is the denial of the gospel for the believer is yeah. tragic. Yeah, it's a crime, you know. Not not holding the the blood of Christ out and applying it to to believers who need forgiveness of sins. I mean, that's where I was yep. when it I almost leads walked to uh, away. burnout yeah. in Christians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I almost walked away from the faith because mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, listening to the gospel or having it applied to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed forgiveness because I was looking at my life. My life wasn't adding up. To the fact that I was a Christian, the way I understood Christians to be, whereas God wants us to be Christians simply to have faith in Him, to cling to the gospel, to be forgiven—that's what looking like, what what being a Christian looks like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting back to something you said earlier, um, there is a tendency. Uh, to a narcissistic approach that, like, as I said, that we think we can bring something to the table and it that continually dying to ourselves, you know, we, we've talked about that. And, and you think about what Christ said, you know, if you want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross and follow Christ, you know, and that continual dying to yourself. And there's this, you know, from a theological standpoint, there's this dialectic tension. Mm-hmm. So in and of ourself, we, can do absolutely nothing. We are dead in our trespasses and sins, but in Christ Jesus, we are enabled to respond to God in our sanctification. Again, returning to the cross, abiding in the completed work of Christ. And it's so hard to keep that delicate balance without adding something to it. It is, we want to take that extra step. And I think some theologians have over the years, they there's like a lot of the pieces of, of the wonderful jigsaw puzzle of of salvation history and the salvation of God revealed in Christ Jesus that we don't have the pieces of the puzzle to, and we want to cut out our own. We kind of want to put our own piece in there, and I think that's really the tendency, maybe more than any other subject, that in sanctification, we want to try to answer something that is in some ways unanswerable. You know, we can't in our sin, but we do in Christ. And even though that may sound overly simplistic, it's really the
2: truth. What what's Pastor Haugen's phrase I I must, I can't, I do right. is his three. Yeah. I uh, think that's what it looks like and you know, y- y- you hit the nail on the head. Is in theology there's always a tension. And, and heresy occurs when you try to eliminate the tension in favor one side or the other. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And in, in the goal is to find that tension and live there. That right. I mean, it's 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 That's. perfectly illustrated in Luther's Simmel. that yep. we're simultaneously righteous and sinners. Right. And you know, you you eliminate the righteousness. All you're left is with the sinner who needs to improve himself. You eliminate the sinner. You're you're left with righteousness, and you can do whatever you want. And you have license, and you have antinomianism,
0: yeah, and that's wrong too.
1: Yeah, and Luther seemed to like those paradoxes. Oh, he uh, lived in the yeah. paradox. Yeah, and I think we would do well to imitate that.
2: Yeah, one well, the dialectic theology mm-hmm. that there are two truths that seem to be opposed or in conflict with each other, but mm-hmm. because of God they're both absolutely true, Mm -hmm. which is why, again, uh, you know, it's so helpful to see the Christian life as that two kinds of righteousness. You have the vertical righteousness, which we have nothing to do with. That's a pure gift of God's grace. And you have the horizontal righteousness, which we are held responsible for loving our neighbor, but also which simultaneously God in his grace is working through us to do those things, yeah. I mean, even
0: the horizontal righteousness comes from God, because apart from Christ we can do nothing.
2: But but mm-hmm. we work in that; we're active in that yeah, righteousness. Yeah, you know, sure. it's it's our activity in loving yeah. our neighbor. You know, because, so you don't just sit on
1: the couch and say, "All right, God, I'll just kind of wait here yeah, until precisely." You and that's why a lot of to do stuff.
0: Yep, and that's why a lot of Paul's encouragement were in that middle Greek case. Yeah. You know, we're 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 in some way, you know, working in the righteousness of Christ and how that looks and what the forensic aspect of that is, we'll never really know. And I think it's okay for, for us well, to not know that. And that's where faith comes in and returning to Christ and abiding in Christ. And, and Luther wrote,
2: faith is a living, active, mm-hmm. busy thing. And you, so we round it back out to the law. And the law works for the Christian. And mm-hmm. we remember, the Christian life is a life lived under the gospel, free from condemnation, but a life lived informed mm-hmm. by the law, because the gospel does not tell us how to live. That's not what yeah. the gospel does. Yeah. When so, when people say, "I'm going to live the gospel," yep. Yeah. No, uh, that's a nonsensical statement. Right. It's. I mean, the, the maybe the two emptiest statements in all of Christianity are: "You have to have faith." You got to have faith. That that's not a real sentence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. And go live in the gospel. You can't live in the gospel because the gospel doesn't tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel frees you to live. You can live in Absolutely. light of the gospel. Yeah, you can live in live. light of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You live in response of the gospel. Sure. I mean, that would be the parable of the wicked servant mm-hmm. who has all of that money forgiven. Mm. Uh, and, and he can live in light of that, but instead he strangles the guy who owes sure. him 10 bucks or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, to be
1: charitable, I think that when people say that kind of thing, I think that's probably what they mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least I would hope so. But... um
2: it's probably what they mean, but if we're not precise in our definitions, things mm-hmm. get corrupted. It's the same thing yeah. where people for years and years and years in the church now have been talking about the gospel without defining the gospel. And what do we have in American Christianity? The gospel can be anything we want to be, and you can't oppose it because, well, I'm just doing the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to define. The gospel is the forgiveness of sins in Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, the gospel is Christ on the cross in our place mm-hmm. for eternal life, for reconciliation with God, for the forgiveness of sins. That's what the gospel yeah, is. Amen. Uh, the same thing is if we say go live in the gospel, that can mean anything. You know, go live in light of the gospel to love your neighbor. That's more clear. That's precise. And yep. you know, words matter. Right. Yeah, they
0: sure do. Well, with that, I have a scripture for us: Colossians chapter two. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. Amen, man. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Brett, Pastor Jason, and myself have a question and answer time. God bless you and have a great week.